Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, former President Donald Trump is called to testify before Congress in his own impeachment trial. The breaking news, his lawyers say, no way. The dramatic turn in Trump's second impeachment trial, why Democrats want Trump under oath, and the House votes to punish Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene for her extreme conspiracy theories. What she's saying tonight. Breaking news, Johnson & Johnson asked the FDA for emergency approval, the next step towards getting a third coronavirus vaccine here in the U.S. New variants, new fears, even with declining rates of new COVID infections, the concern that the virus is mutating faster than the U.S. can vaccinate Americans. When will you see a $1,400 check? The new reporting tonight on those stimulus payments, including who would be eligible. Charged with murder, a former Columbus police officer faces prosecution for shooting an unarmed black man. Tainted baby food. The new government report finds dangerous levels of arsenic and lead. What you need to know tonight to protect your family. Women and the pandemic. With so many women leaving the workforce, the -the out-of-the-box plan to pay mothers for taking care of their children. iPhone danger. Apple issues a new warning to iPhone 12 users that their phone might interfere with a pacemaker. And superheroes at the Super Bowl. The frontline healthcare workers heading to the big game. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news on two major stories tonight. As we come on the air, Johnson & Johnson has officially asked the FDA for emergency approval of its new vaccine, which only requires a single dose and doesn't need to be stored at ultra-cold temperatures. Government authorization of the new shot could come as soon as next week, adding millions of additional doses to the nationwide supply of vaccines. And that news comes as the U.S. has just reached another devastating milestone. More than 400 and 55,000 Americans have now been killed by coronavirus. And while the rate of new infections nationwide does appear to be slowing a bit, experts warn we may be in the calm before another horrific storm as these new variants begin to spread. Now, we've also got some breaking news coming in here in Washington, where the fallout from that deadly assault on January 6th is still being felt on both sides of the Capitol. Tonight, former President Donald Trump has rejected a request that he testify at his Senate impeachment trial. That's next week. The president's lawyers are calling the idea a publicity stunt, but impeachment managers suggest they could still require him to show up and defend himself. Can you imagine that? Well, at the same time tonight, the U.S. House is voting to strip controversial Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of her seats on two key committees. That is a rare punishment for her support of conspiracy theories and violence against lawmakers. We have a lot of new reporting tonight. We've got our team of correspondents standing by to cover it all. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the Capitol. Good evening, Chris. Nora, that vote comes as impeachment managers surprise some Democratic senators with their letter to former President Donald Trump. In an unexpected twist tonight, House Democrats call on the former president to testify under oath for his impeachment trial next week. Citing Mr. Trump's lawyers, who earlier this week echoed his baseless claims of election fraud, Democrat Jamie Raskin wrote Mr. Trump's testimony was necessary because his lawyers had denied many factual allegations set forth in the article of impeachment. The Trump legal team made it clear the former president would not accept the invitation, dismissing it as a public relations stunt. And on the House floor, we are dealing with conduct that brings shame on this House. Democrats moved to strip Georgia's Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments. These were words of the past, and these things do not represent me. After she tried to walk back a host of controversial comments, denying 9-11. And the so-called plane that crashed into the Pentagon. I also want to tell you 9-11 absolutely happened. Claiming school shootings were staged. There would be no mass shootings at school. You see, school shootings are absolutely real. An ardent Trump supporter, Green has espoused QAnon conspiracy theories, anti-Semitic rhetoric, and appeared to support the execution of prominent Democrats. It's a crime punishable by death, is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and that is absolutely what I regret. Last night, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy refused to remove Green from the Education and Budget Committees after she apologized to colleagues behind closed doors. It's just so unfortunate. You would think that the Republican leadership in the Congress would have some sense of responsibility to this institution. The controversy has voters back in her northwest Georgia district talking. I don't think Marjorie's really inciting anything. I think she's an embarrassment to Georgia. I just think it's a shame that it's come to that for, you know, you can't have your own opinion. And tonight, more election 2020 aftermath here. Smartmatic, a company that makes election technology, has filed a $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News and three of its anchors alleging they spread disinformation that hurt the company. 
Nora. That fallout continues. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And now to that breaking news of a possible third COVID vaccine on its way in the U.S. It is sorely needed to ramp up vaccinations. As of tonight, about 35 million doses have been administered, but more than eight in 10 adults have not gotten one. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Tonight, Johnson & Johnson filing with the FDA for emergency use authorization approval for its one-dose vaccine. The vaccine could be available in March. Even as restrictions ease, hospitalizations and new COVID cases decline, the concern grows among the nation's top infectious disease doctors. This is not the moment to let our guard down. Within six to 12 uh, weeks, we could be seeing the very worst of the pandemic to date. The virus is still spreading at extraordinarily high rates. My biggest concern right now is that people are fatigued, they're frustrated. Dr. Celine Gounder advised the Biden transition team and is an epidemiologist at New York University. These variants will continue to spread, continue to mutate. And at the end of the day, we could end up having vaccines that no longer work. There are some reports saying they could become dominant by March. How lethal could it be? A person infected with that strain is more likely to have severe disease and die. There's promising news of a new antibody test being developed by scientists at the University of Denver. It could determine whether someone testing positive for COVID will have mild or more severe symptoms. But tonight, reopening schools remains an enormous obstacle, some still operating virtually after almost a year. Megan Calusa teaches special education in a San Francisco public school, but wants proper protocols implemented before returning to the classroom. We truly believe by pushing to ensure that all the appropriate safety measures are in place, that we're doing what's right for our children and their families. Meanwhile, in Chicago, a tense standoff persists between the city and the teachers union, refusing to return. Mayor Lori Lightfoot says they've spent more than $100 million on ventilation, masks and safety protocols. Black and brown kids who look like me coming from circumstances like the one that I grew up in who are struggling and are failing. We are failing those children by not giving them the option to return to school. Tonight, the mayor of Chicago says time has run out for the nation's third largest school district and is telling the union they need a deal by midnight. Meanwhile, the union says they're working in the 11th hour to reach an agreement. Nora? With many parents on edge. Meg Oliver, thank you. All right. Tonight, CBS News has learned Senate Democrats hope to finish crafting the details on that comprehensive covid relief bill within the next two to three weeks. And they want it on President Biden's desk by early March. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports tonight from the White House. President Biden is confident that Republicans will support his COVID relief plan, but congressional Democrats are moving ahead with or without them. This is the uh, necessary first step in getting our economy up and running again and getting our arms around this COVID crisis. I talked to President. Republicans don't like the nearly $2 trillion price tag, including federal assistance for cash-strapped cities and states. This proposal is a blue state bailout. Uh, It's going to backfire. It's going to cause more inflation. The Democratic push comes as nearly 800,000 Americans filed jobless claims that declined from the previous week, but a sign the job market is still suffering. Randy Berardi has been out of work since October and is eagerly awaiting for Congress to act. If they don't extend um, the unemployment benefits, um, that would put me in a very scary situation. Um, I could be homeless. 
Meanwhile, in his first visit to the State Department, Mr. Biden described the forceful tone he took in his recent phone call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. That the days of the United States rolling over in the face of Russia's aggressive actions, interfering with our elections, cyber attacks, poisoning its citizens are over. And as for those stimulus checks, CBS News has learned that right now Democrats are working on a plan that would give individuals earning up to $50,000 a $1,400 check. Couples earning $100,000 would get $2,800. That's less than President Biden initially proposed. But with the debate just beginning, details are being sorted out. Nora. Ed O'Keefe of the White House. Thank you, Ed. <clears throat> and a programming note, we'll be sitting down for the first TV interview with President Biden. It will air Sunday during the Super Bowl pregame right here on CBS. We'll have a preview here tomorrow. Former Columbus, Ohio police officer Adam Coy is due in court tomorrow to be formally charged with murder in the shooting death of Andre Hill. He was gunned down inside a garage in December while holding a cell phone. CBS's Adriana Diaz has more on this. We're relieved, but we are not satisfied. Today, attorney Ben Crump and Andre Hill's family say they're cautiously optimistic. We want Adam Coy convicted of all the charges. After multiple charges were announced against former Columbus, Ohio, police officer Adam Coy for the shooting death of Andre Hill on December 22nd. Coy was responding to a non-emergency call about a suspicious vehicle. He didn't turn on his body camera until right after the shooting, but an auto record function captured video of the previous minute. The audio started later. Hands out to the side now! A grand jury indicted Coy late yesterday on four charges, felony murder, felonious assault, and two counts of dereliction of duty. Coy will plead not guilty to all charges. His attorney, Mark Collins, says the former officer believed Hill was using his cell phone as a diversion and mistook Hill's set of keys in his other hand for a silver revolver. Don't get close. I can't see his hand. He added that the two had interacted for a few minutes before the shooting. He spoke to him once initially, and then he gave him some commands two other times, which were ignored. Can you elaborate on what transpired? I, I can't go into the specifics at this point in time. God bless all y'all out there. 47-year-old Hill lived with his daughter, Carissa, who says the indictment news made her smile for the first time since December. My dad was always in our life and my kid's life, and he was very hands-on. So he has a, a family that is always going to fight for him. Adriana Diaz, CBS News. And tonight, a disturbing new government report says baby food from some of America's largest manufacturers is tainted with toxins that can cause permanent brain damage. The findings come from the company's internal documents. We get more now from CBS News consumer investigative correspondent Anna Werner. The report says many baby foods have dangerous levels of toxic heavy metals, including arsenic, lead, cadmium, and mercury. Chloe, you want more? Something Connecticut mom Carrie like Kerner never thought her one-year-old daughter Chloe might be eating. That's the least thing a mother wants to think about. That, that's very concerning as a new mom. Investigators said internal documents from four U.S. baby food manufacturers showed toxic metals in baby foods at levels higher than other products. When compared to government limits for bottled water, the results were up to 91 times the arsenic level, up to 177 times the lead level, and up to 69 times the cadmium level. UCSF professor Tracy Woodruff. A baby who's eating this food can be exposed to multiples of these contaminants. 
The majority of companies told us they're committed to safety, follow government rules and their own internal standards, and are working on voluntary proposals to limit metals. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy says voluntary efforts aren't enough. We need the FDA to step into the breach and do what I think the American people believe it is, is its job to do, which is to make sure that the food that their babies consume is safe. The FDA says it's working on it, but acknowledges there's more work to be done. Anna Werner, CBS News, Berkeley, California. And tonight, we're looking at a bold new plan to help mothers who are struggling financially during the pandemic. It calls for the federal government to pay moms up to $2,400 a month for their unpaid labor. We get the arguments for and against the idea in our series, Women and the Pandemic. We're in a national crisis right now. Reshma Sajani is the founder of the nonprofit company Girls Who Code and a mother of two. The reality is, is we are in a moment of rage. Every mother I know has just had it. With many schools and daycares closed, more than 12 million women lost a job. Just over 2 million have left the workforce altogether. We, in nine months, lost 30 years of progress. Think about that. So what do you think is the solution? I think the solution is basic income for mothers. It's part of what she calls the Marshall Plan for Moms, a reference to the program that helped rebuild Europe after World War II. The Marshall Plan is what we think of when we want to build something from the bottom up, when we want to be bold. Bold by calling for a short-term monthly stipend for moms who need it, along with paid family leave, affordable child care, and pay equity. The plan is endorsed by dozens of celebrities and business leaders, and they hope the Biden administration. It's certainly an issue that uh, Secretary Yellen, his economic team, are focused on and will uh, be looking for ways to help appease. Not everyone thinks paying mothers is a good idea, including Betsy Stevenson, a member of President Obama's economic team. Paying people to stay home is really encouraging something that could end up Um, ultimately undermining the goals of having more equality in the home and having more equality in the workforce. If you pay mothers who are home, does that discourage them from entering the workplace? Absolutely not. It simply values their labor. We have a once in a lifetime opportunity to fix things for the better once and for all. And the debate will continue. Tonight, a powerful blizzard is moving across the upper Midwest. Forty vehicles, including tractor trailers, were involved in a major pileup today on Interstate 80 near Des Moines. Several people suffered serious injuries. The region was hit with several inches of snow and 60-mile-an-hour gusts. All right, Apple is warning that magnets inside its new iPhone 12 can potentially interfere with some medical devices, including pacemakers and defibrillators. Apple recommends keeping cell phones and chargers at least six inches from medical devices and more than a foot apart while wirelessly charging. The late actor Chadwick Boseman made history today. He's the first to receive four Screen Actors Guild nominations in one year. Among the nominations... Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Best Supporting Actor for Defy Bloods. Bozeman died of cancer in August. You may have heard the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and attendance will be limited because of COVID. But a few thousand special guests will provide enough enthusiasm to fill the stadium. CBS's Mark Strassman reports from Tampa. They're vaccinated healthcare professionals. 2,500 from Tampa General Hospital alone. 
was looking at my email last Wednesday, and all of a sudden, I see you're a, a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> Thought I was getting punked. Nurses Lucy Gurka and Joe Martinez. I was probably panicking, and I said, Dad, I'm going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're both yelling and crying on the phone. This year, you're the VIPs? The recognition is kind of crazy. We have to pinch ourselves half the time, and we love what we do. So this is just everything. We're going to the Super Bowl. The real heroes of Super Bowl 55 will sit in the stands. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Tampa. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, on the road, at home. What are Steve Hartman's kids so excited about? And no, it is not TikTok. If you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast, was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.